Nightmare Hardcore Radio, exploring the world's best hardcore punk and all the various subgenres. For the next two hours we will enter a world apart from the rest. The time is now. What's up with that? Let's start jamming. King Lear, late at night on the cliffs, asks the blind Earl of Gloucester, how do you see the world? And the blind man Gloucester replies, I see it feelingly. And shouldn't we all? Animals must be off the menu because tonight they are screaming in terror in the slaughterhouses, in crates and in cages. Vile, ignoble gulags of despair. You see, I heard the screams of my dying father as his body was ravaged by the cancer that killed him. And I realized I'd heard those screams before. In the slaughterhouse, their eyes stabbed out and their tendons slashed on the cattle ships to the Middle East and the dying mother wail as a harpoon explodes in her brain as she calls out to her calf. Their cries were the cries of my father. And I discovered that when we suffer, we suffer as equals, and in their capacity to suffer, a dog is a pig, is a bear, is a boy. What's up? You're listening to Dead Air, two hours of hardcore radio. This is episode 104. Here's the uh, brief rundown of the show if you haven't listened. Um, also, if you haven't listened before, fucking thank you for listening. It's That's dope. Uh, thank you for all our uh, awesome feedback on our last few episodes. We've had some cool guests. Um, but if you haven't listened, we've been a radio show since 2004, um, roughly a few years ago. Uh, took it off of FM radio, turned into more of a online radio show slash podcast where we play pretty much exclusively new hardcore punk and all adjacent genres and kind of just revolve everything around that um, and kind of try to theme it around what were the band that we're um, featuring every week, which we do every week. We talk to, we talk to, a person or multiple people from a band. Um, today we're going to be talking to a couple of members of reserving dirt naps out of Memphis, Tennessee. One thing that I used to always 
fuck up is the Memphis, Tennessee, or like when I was younger, Memphis, Texas. Because for some reason, when that made a lot more sense before I actually went to Memphis, which like for, I'm not Memphis, I went to Tennessee, which was a very small trip to a fucking Cracker Barrel. So honestly, that don't mean shit. Um, but that's the show. We play new music, we interview people, and that's it. We hopefully you like what we do, and we um, give you a little bit of ins- uh, you know, insight into some new uh, into new music and what new fucking hardcore musicians are fucking doing. So, what more can I fucking say? So, we started off the music. Um, we started out the set with new music from a band called Vanguard, which is very confusing to me. Um, if you live in the Northwest, you're a Northwest listener, maybe on the even on the West Coast. I don't even know. Uh, like Some of the other Vanguard members might know how far they even went out. But this was a band that I really loved from like the last, the first couple years of me getting into hardcore. And some of my favorite bands... Um, were on the exit while I was coming in, uh, especially the bands in the Northwest. I got to see uh, Vanguard quite a few times, the Vanguard from the Northwest. And if you haven't, you'll um, type in Vanguard still looking up on YouTube. Um, you should be able to find more stuff or Vanguard Seattle. Try um, That band is now getting overshadowed by a, a new Vanguard. There's a couple bands called Vanguard. I believe some in in uh, Europe and whatnot. But this is a band from Texas, which is um, I knew what I was getting into when we have the uh, the staple Earth Crisis Animal Liberation font with Vanguard dot in the middle. Uh, the period I think uh, is to try to separate them from the rest of the Vanguards out there. But I listened to this track, and if you listen to it, um, there's a lot. It's a I am a sucker because I am vegan straight edge, and this is um, a vegan band. Um, and I'm not sure uh, if it's a straight edge band, but it's definitely a fucking vegan band. And uh, long vegan speeches before um, a sick ass song always gets me. Um, they had that with Gouge Away when they were earlier and a little bit more like hardcore and moshier. Um, a few, like four four plus years back. Um, but it was... Uh, it. I actually really, really liked the song. It it really built up into, some, into something. Uh, they cite um, bands such as um, Seven Generations, of course, Earth Crisis, Foundation... And I really, um, I can back those sightings and it's, uh, it just reminds me, it's kind of the same idea of what, um, Seattle's wake of humanity, um, goes, but there, this is, uh, definitely really, you can tell what lane they're going for and I can really feel the intensity. Um, I'm about, I'm fucking about it. Um. I'll be honest this uh this week I there there hasn't been as much um of me talking on on our social medias and I'm not as prepared as I I've wanted to be and as I promised because I've been doing some fuckery 
um, some content creating outside of uh, Dead Air, and I won't talk about it very much. I'm going to keep these worlds as separate as possible, and there might be other things that I'm doing outside of this show, but I'm going to try to do it side by side. Um, some stupid shit is happening, and it 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 has no. I'm going like I said. I will I will be keeping the worlds separate, but I have um, friends that are going to be helping me co-host the next few episodes, and I already have a few on deck to help me actually <laughs> be a voice. But I and I totally could have had some people this week, but like I said, I was fucking around, and I have no excuse. And that's another reason why I'm playing uh, this certain band so fucking late in the game who sent me their music before it was released like two weeks ago. A band called Livid um, from Kenosha, Wisconsin. They they have a split with Mutilatred. We played Livid a while back. I've really liked their shit. They they put out um, a release titled Life is Pain, um, Life is Pain, Life is Shit back in february of last year and they put this uh they put this new split out i heard uh, some reviews i've seen some good reviews and then one review i saw kind of just said it was like one thing they it was too big sounding and i was like that's stupid that's fucking stupid man i was like when i i was like some people that i've listened to that i do appreciate usually there's a certain set of people when I hear them review, I'm usually, it's very rare that I don't agree with them that something's boring. I was like, but when they called this boring, I was like, nah, I'm, I'm about it. It's a big fucking sounding, um, split. And I really like, um, I really like these songs. Uh, the song we're about to play two faced fucks. It's, it's really big and heavy sounding at the end, and I don't have anything bad to say about this at all. It's fucking great. Um, if you haven't checked out Livid, they have some really good shit. So if you like if you like um, crossover grindy shit, um, grindy shit mix, mixed with some like heavy hardcore, um, a little bit of slam in there, and but definitely a, is wrapped in a somewhat uh, hardcore presence um, that still radiates hardcore energy, then I would check out Livid and check out the Mutilatred split. Um, I admittedly have not checked out the Mutilatred side of this split, but I will because I've heard really good things about it as well. So that's that's me. That's another edition of, of Trevor... Uh, dropping the ball um anyways i don't even say my name before this and i fuck i always fuck up my name is trevor and i fuck up um so we're gonna get we're gonna get into that and then we'll play a few songs and get into our uh featured guests reserving dirt naps in just a little bit you're listening to dead air two hours of hardcore radio
Dead Air Your Martian. This is the way nightmares begin.
this week? What are you this week? up we're back you're listening to dead air two hours of hardcore radio we started off the last set with music from concrete from albany new york um song called complexity of divinity from their uh free us from existence record that just came out um just at the beginning of the month um really fucking heavy shit um if you haven't heard it it's extremely just fucking like heavily metal and beatdown influenced um you also just have to do it like certain bands have to do it in a way to keep it interesting and they have they have uh have a little bit of that the the i don't want to say an it factor somebody said said i had an it factor and i was like what (laughs) but uh yeah just a little something that kind of sets them apart from a lot of the other uh modern like more polished like death metal influenced beatdown counterparts i would never um like put them up against uh you lose or tsunami or something like that because there's definitely a huge difference and there's a greater death metal influence in uh bands like concrete so after that we played uh music from a band called prime um from minneapolis minnesota we played Bricks in the Brain. Um, their release um, is called Killing the Community. Came out August 7th on Bad Mouth Records. Check it out. Um, just some modern straight edge. Um, you see those bubble letters and you know what you, you... You usually know what you're about to get. I know that there's been some like Texas bands that do the bubble letters and then it's a straight up like fucking... Um, heavy ass band um i know band short fuse from texas did bubble letters and i was like that's not a bubble letters band but i'm i like the bubble letter the bubble letters nonetheless um after 
after the Prime's Bricks in the Brain, we played uh, music from Smash um, off of uh, Life Liar Regret Records um, out of Melbourne. This, uh, it doesn't say exactly. Usually um, with, with Life Liar Regret, they usually, it's a distro for some places out from, you know, the States to that, those areas in uh, Australia and New Zealand. And I know there's bands from Tasmania as well. Um, it doesn't say, but uh, very um, just uh, fast, hard, fast, hardcore. Um, if you just if you like the if you just like the angry negative kind of uh, negative approach style hardcore, this is this is what this is what that is. Every every song is under a minute, and I believe I'm not. No uh, mathematician, but this song, this whole like six song EP is probably like under five minutes. So quick listens are what I'm about. And with how much music I, I, I like it when you get in and get out, fucking do that shit. Keep doing that shit. Um, and then we ended this uh, set with a um, submission from a band called Primordial Harvest from Columbus, Ohio. Um, they have an LP titled Malevolent Mask, um, very grind, uh, another really grindy, uh, death metal influenced, uh, hardcore band. And I'm getting a, f- I'll have a few more next week, but we're, there's a few, uh, Columbus bands, um, that are getting sent from this dude named Vladimir who runs a label out there. So very cool. I'm I'm always excited to get to know an area better and what it's doing. Um, I love it when people come to me with just a heavy amount of stuff from their specific scene. That's exciting. Um, literally do that. Um, I know sometimes I'm late on shit, but I play literally 99.9% of the stuff that gets sent to me on this show or specifically for this show i will i play it there's been very small exceptions and sometimes i i have to really think about it and be like i and sometimes it just doesn't that just doesn't happen but i usually get to it so please i like playing your music that's what this that's what this shit is about and uh if there's listeners, if you're not specifically in a band and but you like a lot of shit and you and you want to me to, you know, show that shit to my listeners or you just want to show that shit to me specifically because you think I'd like it or think my show would like it, please dead air nwcz at gmail.com. Do it up. So that's that's all that's that. So we're going to get to reserving dirt naps right now. Um, we're going to play off their, off their EP, off their, uh, EP right now. EP. We're going to play blood on the walls and then, uh, we'll be back. You listen to dead air two hours of hardcore radio.
Make sure to check us out on social media at DeadAirNWCZ on both Instagram and Twitter and Facebook.com slash DeadAirHardcoreRadio. All right. This week uh, we're talking uh, to a band from Memphis, Tennessee. I think I've only been to been around the area one time. Might not even been Memphis. Um, I believe... Uh, in Tennessee, I went to a Cracker Barrel, and that's about all I know. Besides that, and and really good uh, Memphis hip hop, which is like my favorite hip hop in the fucking world. Um, with Memphis is home to a heavy fucking ass band with a heavy fucking ass name, and a new um, EP coming out August twenty first. Um, I'm on the line with reser- reserving dirt naps. Um, a couple of the members, you guys, uh, each uh, announce. Tell us your names and what you each do in the band. All right, I'll go first. Um, Brandon, I do vocals in the band. I'm Paul, and I play guitar. And if you, if you all you remember about Tennessee was going to a Cracker Barrel, you, you could have been damn near anywhere. Dude, I don't. Well, it was <laughs> 2001. Um, I, I, we were on. We were in the east. Co- we were on the east coast, and then we somehow, we somehow, were we made it over to Tennessee for some reason, and we were in North Carolina, and then, and then for some reason we were in Tennessee for just a minute to visit some people at a Cracker Barrel, and that was oh shit! You were still like a day away from Memphis then. Yeah. Like yeah. we're far, far from where you were. Still, Tennessee's a long ass state. Real. Yeah, I have. I have no. I have no clue. Yeah, no. I I assumed that if it was a Cracker Barrel, it could be literally Cracker Barrels are probably as common as like a Denny's. Um, yeah, there's a lot else. of them in <laughs> Memphis too. Probably more Cracker Barrels than Denny's in Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, you're you're probably up by like yeah. Johnston City or like Knoxville or something. It's like. Five six hours from here. Yeah, I had a family that worked in CarQuest, so we would go. I we would go to the East Coast to go to all like um, the Raleigh and the Charlotte um, NASCAR events and do and do that whole thing. And then um, we would have to make rounds and go have little uh, dinners and breakfasts with people. And for some reason, we were over there. So that's but that's literally. I couldn't think of my another reason to um to be there but uh let's uh let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about the band cuz fucking res- <laughs> uh seamless transition cuz there's not mu- there's literally not much else I can say about about that except your band uh, your band's sick I love uh, I love um Memphis rap like it's literally 
some of the literally my favorite hip hop in the world. Like I love you're that. talking to the right people. Then I love that shit. You also had your your band also had um, a song with Tom Ski Mask, which is how I found two you songs. guys. Two songs. Wait, wait yeah. you two separate songs? Yeah, we two redid uh, yeah. we redid reserving dirt naps off of part two. It's kind of like our. I don't know, like our signature song at this point, I guess. And uh, we read that, we redid that with him. And then we had another original song. Uh, it's actually on another disaster as well. It's called uh, Blood on the Walls. It's the song that Patrick does uh, guest vocals on. We had, Brandon had written an entire song for the, uh, the music. And we had like just written it right before uh, we met Tom, basically. And so, we just kind of figured out where to put him in the song. You take, you know, this section of Brandon's lyrics out, put Tom in, take this other section out, put Tom in and it worked. And so we still, we still wanted, still wanted to, to make sure that we could, I guess, have our version, our original version of the song out there. So that, uh, that's why we re-recorded it for uh, another disaster. And we got Patrick from Queensway to sing on it. And uh, he just fucking crushed it. Yeah, really. no, it's super cool listening to it, Matt. Um, like side by side, um, just to to go back to that earlier version with um, Tom on it. It's it's a cool thing you did because there's a lot. So I so I listened to a couple things back to back with that song. So I listened to um, I listened to some, I listened to some Body Count, and then I listened to um, Ice Pick with um real recognized real that ha- with with I- with ice right. tea. and i know let's let's not even go with the intro i oh, fuck dude that song if you've listened to that and any like time right now could get your ass canceled but <laughs> but it's still a it's fuck- pretty raw yeah it's- i haven't listened to it in a while but yeah dude, I can't remember the hook but isn't he like, isn't he like motherfucker show respect real i love no i love that but you listen if you um you can't listen to that with any hyper like woke Twitter friend, because well, they you're, you're, because, not, you're not talking to hyper woke people, my dog. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? So, no, you're like, good. If you want to turn on Ice Pick? I'm not gonna like leave the car. Most Twitter people, if you listen to and that, just that intro, it like I think it only takes like 15 seconds before um, he he pulls out a hard F in the. Oh, yeah, well. I, guess I, just I think I've heard it called that, but yeah, that. okay. Yeah, I don't remember that. Okay, <laughs> but you gotta also <laughs> you gotta also understand where I'm coming from because I'm in the Seattle area too. So every, anytime, well, well, we don't we don't endorse hard F's down here. So oh I'm, yeah, <laughs> that's good. That's good. That's good too. But I'm just like that's we the way we address the I guess the calling it the hard F. That's a I guess yeah. that's just a thing people say in Seattle too. Just because no, I understand. There's a lot of. Uh, <laughs> hyper woke people if we, if we were going to call it that but still i get i don't i don't adore but yeah anybody who like listens to that now be like holy shit but um like still i love the i love the hip hop parts and like i think what's interesting is just like yeah i would love to hear more like 36 mafia or 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 like memphis style um 
hip hop with some with some heavy with some heavy riffs because like the style is is just literally like I, it's unmatched in my opinion. I love the I love the flow. I love the inflections from like Memphis style rap. Like hundred percent. It did work out really well. Like that's one of the cool things about that song is that as you hear as you hear, we didn't change it at all for for Tom to be on it, and uh, it just it just fit. I just I like mosh parts where somebody talks about smoking purple, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. I listened to that bit yesterday actually, uh, just because I hadn't in a while, and I, I, we we had re- have recently premiered the uh, the Patrick version off of another disaster, and uh, I just wanted to go back to it, and I'd forgotten about that. <laughs> I'm sitting in this cone of my brother smoking purple smoking like that. <laughs> It's such a cool like dichotomy between like it's just this insane like you know heavy music and then he's like talking about just fucking relaxing like just scoping out the scene, not even giving a fuck, just sitting there smoking his purple. Feel that? Honestly, I I, I endorse those lyrics, but I just would never write lyrics like that. So I'm really glad that Tom did. I was like, yeah, man, for real, I feel you, man. No, I I get it. I wouldn't too. And I'm I'm straight edge. I'm straight edge as fuck. So I'm like, but like. It's so good, and it literally is so different. Like I love, like I love that. Like the vibe, like he's putting out is like, is like so different because he's just doing him and staying in his lane while you guys are playing. Because I've, you know, I've heard a lot some hip, some hip hop like, and and like rock or metal crossover where they're they're trying to kind of fit. Sometimes the singer will try to fit into uh, that specific genre and kind of talk to them because that's the because they're talking to a different crowd than they are than they usually do but like with tom it's just like he's just like i'm just gonna talk about the shit i talk about and then you guys can just fucking play play your mosh part yeah it was it was really cool to see it come together too because I I guess this is normal. This is, you know, we come from just a, you have to have a different level of like preparedness, I guess, with the stuff that we do like musically and and Brandon's got to kind of, it's it's a very, it's a demanding sort of vocal, uh, you know, performance. So you got to know exactly what you're going to do when you go in. And it's not like Tom didn't know that, but I mean, he showed up and just wrote all that shit and was like, all right, I'm going to go do this. (laughs) And like, like, all right. It was like right there on the spot. I'm sure that's pretty normal, like for rappers or whatever. But I'd never actually seen it, like just a total blank piece of paper, and then it turned into what you hear. Like that's just fucking. It's it was mind blowing to me. And then like he already knew, he did like three different vocal tracks. I think he did the main one, and then he did he doubled it, and then the third one he did what he called ad libs, which is where you know, sort of pop in here and there, and it was it was like watching. I mean, and he's done this. That that may have been like the three hundred or four hundredth fucking song like he's done in his life, you know what I mean? So it was just like a total pro. It was it was pretty fascinating to to see how how quickly and easily it all came together for him. And it's and it's something that he had never done before. He just did what he does, like you said. He just did what he did, and and it just it, it all just worked, dude. Total I, pro. I love, I dude. I just I love that vibe because I grew up listening to hip hop before I listened to like any like metal or punk or any type of stuff. So like, I always like, it just, it gets me hyped up um, when it's real. 
Uh, so yeah, go. I do. I, I do want to say this. Uh, people will see us post about playing with Tom or some other shit, and they'll be like, "Man, that'd be so cool if you guys made a tape." And I'm like, "Motherfucker, we made a tape. It's for sale on the Bandcamp. Like, go buy that shit." So, if somebody's listening to this, they're like, "Man, this sounds so cool. Like, you, you know, you can go purchase it. It's available for sale." Yeah, it's you can buy it. It's on fucking Spotify and everything. It's on our Spotify. It's on his Spotify. Yeah. It'll just be funny, man. People will be like, "Man, y'all should make tapes," and I literally reply back to them, and I'm like, "We have tapes. You can go buy them right over here." Here's a link. And go buy here's them. A link. It's like five bucks. Yeah, just do go it. Bring off some cheese for the third half. Or you can get one off eBay for twelve. Just <laughs> it's up to you. Go sell it to European for twenty-seven. Flip it. Whatever. Um. So going, moving on from that, just like, I like talking about that for a minute. Cause that's like, that's like a reason probably a lot of people have, have seen your band or I've saw the, I think the first time I, I saw your name was a video of you and Tom doing it live. Um, so that's kind of that's how cool. that like two years ago, um, something like that. And then you're coming out with was that a flyover fest. Do you think it might be, I think, it was either Stan from Terminal Nation or somebody else who posted it sometime. Sometime I like, I played you guys on this show like sometime around two years ago, like two summers ago when I when I heard that song, and thank you, sir. And that's why because I was like, I I just like I love this shit. Like there's very like, and at that point I was trying to break the habit of just because. You talked about you stayed and listened to the show a couple of weeks ago because like, you 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 generally found some music that you liked, and that's yes. I used to be like a part of like um, FM radio where you would have to like somewhat play to an audience and play to and like actually have a rotation that like makes sense to who to your to what you're playing, and sometimes you would play some shit you don't like. And that's kind of why I made a departure from that because I don't want to play some shit I don't like. So, and I don't have you on the. I don't have. I used to have some guests that were pushed upon me. I don't. I don't book guests that I don't like. So, you. So, anyone who's listening, you got you guys. Everyone. I. If you're on the show, it means I. I heavily fuck with what you're doing. Um. So, um. There's no awesome. no fake shit up in here or just to, you know, <laughs> or to just, you know, pander to a certain audience. This is because I like fucking heavy riffs and reserving those motherfucking dirt naps. Uh, even if, and even if, uh, even if you don't smoke weed, Tomsky talked about it so good. You were even like, yo man, I feel that. So. <laughs> oh dude, I love dude. So I've talked about this before back when Tumblr was a thing. I just had fun reposting pictures of people smoking and weed and shit all the time. And people got so confused. Cause I'm fuck Cause I, I've been straight edge for a very long time. And I just like, I don't care. I love, I don't, I, when somebody uh, has a, a dope ass fucking song that mentions smoking weed, I don't give a shit. My, my girlfriend's a fucking pothead. So I could, I could care less. And like, if it sounds cool, it sounds fucking cool. Usually it sounds usually honestly the mention of like smoking weed to me usually on a song sounds cooler than than a fucking straight edge song. <laughs> oh right, well it's sort of like the uh, the allure of like I don't know like fucking gangster rap or like whatever like 
you, it's not like you're out there killing people too. So that's why you identify with it. Or and the sure. person that's <laughs> singing might not even be doing that or probably isn't doing that shit. But like, it's, I, I don't know. I guess I hate to say this, but like, it's art, you know what I mean? Like it's, it, it's a way for you to, to not have to be in your like normal, you know, life for that three, four minutes while you're listening to that song. You can pretend that you're smoking weed and you don't have to break edge. <laughs> I like that. On, on the flip side, <laughs> we were at LDB and this dude came out to buy a long sleeve from us. And it was a white one with like the Mad Dog bottles on the sleeve. And he looked at it and he was like, man, I can't buy this one. I'm straight edge. You know what I mean? Like, I I respect your conviction to, to not buy the shirt, but please buy another shirt. But yeah, I, I'm with Paul. I can't even tell you how many times I've probably listened to a song where they're talking about getting blown out on some fucking cocaine or some shit and wilding out. And I don't do it, but the song makes you feel like you're doing it. So we're, we're all pretending, whatever. I don't know. I, people used to... Tom, Tom Ski is not pretending. Let's put it that way. The true... I, people used to judge me because I... <laughs> Cause I was straight edge and wore the Pantera uh, weed leaf shirt, and I was like, "You should be judging like now. Th- you should be judging me on other reasons that are Pantera, not, not, not because of the fucking, not, <laughs> yeah, because, real. not because yeah. of the fucking weed leaf. Yeah. <laughs> That's the least offensive thing that, that you could link to yeah. them for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not. I used, to, I used to, yeah, man. I bought I bought reinventing the steel on a CD. I understand that. You know, <laughs> no, like there's riffs. I'm not. There's not. I'm just saying. There's if you're gonna be mad at me for wearing a Fantera shirt, there was there's more important reasons to be mad at me than the fucking yeah. weed leaf. <laughs> yeah, man, for real. <laughs> Why'd I point you to YouTube.com? <laughs> yeah, man. No shit, dude. TM. Like, hey, you want to see? You want to see why Phil and Selmo should not talk for a long time on stage? Like, like watch. <laughs> there's plenty of evidence. Like. <laughs> God, I don't even I don't even know, man. What I haven't dove in, but I still want to know. You should look up look up like Pantera Brooklyn, nineteen ninety one, something like that. It's uh, it's pretty intense. I want to know why his his fucking new project is called Phil and the Illegals. What is that? There's some thugs, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> what is he trying to say? Anyway, yeah, it's been around for a bit. Maybe I don't know. I'm not really fuck, sure. Though. Fuck it. Fuck it. Um, so I'm sure you've been asked this question, but uh, the the fucking name. How did how did you get? Did you guys just be like, all right, I want to. We want to do a heavy ass band. Let's do a heavy ass name. How did reserving dirt naps um, come to your mind as a as a band name? Yeah, this is why I wanted Paul to come on here because he was there for the inception. Of this whole- yeah, I was there oh. for this part. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, it's probably about 15 years ago is when I sort of first had this idea to, to do this band with uh, my friend Josh. And uh, right around that time, I was listening to a, a CD by uh, by a rapper called Crime Boss. He's from Houston. And he has a line in one of the songs, when I'm twisting caps, reserving dirt naps. And I'd heard the song probably a hundred times, but I, it never really occurred to me, like, those words, like, those words 
put together or it's like the most brilliant two words that have ever been in like a rap song before reserving when I'm twisted caps, reserving dirt naps. Like that's just so next level. And I was like, that's it. Like that's exactly what, that's exactly what the band name has to be. It doesn't set like, it, it definitely doesn't sound like it would be, it sounds like it would be in like a fucking like tombstone or something. It doesn't sound like it would have been in like a rap song. You know what I mean? So it's it, it, like, and that's why everybody asks where it comes from because they're like, where could this possibly, like, where could the genesis of this be? Because uh, it's so brilliant, and obviously none of us are that smart, but a guy named Crime Boss from Houston is, and uh, that's where I got the name. I never heard Paul tell me what the name would be or text it to me, just like reading it. I was definitely like, what the fuck am I even looking at? What is this? And then I would think about it, and I'm like. I'm so confused. This is so amazing. And that's usually how good things are. So like, <laughs> <laughs> like cause that it's just like, it, it sounds like a bunch of people you don't want to fuck with. Like when you hear, when you see that name, like, and I'm glad, and I'm glad I'm looking at you guys right now. Um, and you could reserve a few dirt naps. I could, I could see, I could see that. It's better than like, like at least it's it's weird when I do see like small, and I'm not knocking on small people in bands because uh, because like I saw Harness, and when I saw Harness for the first time, I was like, oh, that singer is a is a lot shorter than me, but he's playing music that is fucking so hard and while i'm watching it i get knocked into the fucking merch booth and so so but like i guess the visual is when you see here reserving dirt naps you, you when you have to have at least some sort of hard people to have to to be tagged with such a hard name or have people have been have people been let down or think that you guys should be uh, uh, more more hard than you uh, than than your name is. <laughs> That's an interesting I mean, question. I, no, I guess if I they did, no we would have known about it. So. <laughs> I mean, I guess if they thought we were uh, like gun toting fucking criminals, you know, you'd be pretty disappointed. But, but I mean, like, I don't really think we advertise ourselves to be like that. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, the, the yeah, I, think, uh, when I, when I, I will say this. Yeah, when, when I put the gun in the artwork on uh, the look at us wrong shit. You know, I, I, if Tom hadn't said that line, I never would have picked it. I just read it and I was like, okay, well, that's probably the hardest, craziest fucking thing he said in this song. So I, it really stuck out to me. And uh, I just put the gun in there, man, because like, I don't know, just like anybody knows living in a metro area, you know, uh, the gun's going to be used by a lot of different people, whether you're the victim of a crime, which is usually what, you know, most of us are dealing with or the things that make us stressed. And it's also just a real provocative thing. So I don't know if somebody's ever disappointed that we're not hard enough or something like that. I've never really thought about it before, to be honest with you. It's an interesting question, though. It it it, it just comes to it come, it just comes to my mind. I know because you know there's the um, this is Jim. This is definitely Jim music. And then there are people who who <laughs> literally like. Um, like I, 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 when I went to, when I was, um, regularing a gym, there's people that, that are always like 
literally gotten to heavy music literally because it's gym music. And so they want to literally uh, you visualize that music of this is hard ass music so to for me to get fucking Damn. yoked i'm t- i'm getting fucking I'm, right. I'm, that's how people get into that's why godsmack has a career i'm getting yeah, fucking real, ripped and so since there isn't as much butt rock um is anymore i i know fucking nickelback came out with a new record but yeah, nobody's listening to that shit but but like i feel like it's definitely um switched to some to a lot of uh this shit i see a lot i've seen a lot of people like who like switch to metalcore and then switch to hardcore like literally through German music so i feel like some maybe some people get let down if if they're not if it's not as hard as the if the if the band is not as hard as they're visualizing <laughs> well i don't know i don't know if anybody's disappointed or you know, I don't. I have no idea, dude. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Neither do I. It's just. It's a. Que- it's a. It's a question I ask to myself that has no fucking answer. Um, yeah, but I, I get it though. I'm sure. I don't know. I will say this. You know, Ronnie James Dio was a tiny man, but he had the most badass voice of all time. But I, I can understand that if I showed up and people probably had some image of whatever the singer's supposed to look like, and since I am actually a larger person. Yeah, Brandon's not letting anybody. Maybe that, maybe that fulfills (laughs) their little dream. Also, I guess maybe also a good example is singer from Harm's Way, like, um, like that adds up to that, that like equates to from man that looks like that, that makes sense that that person is singing that music. Yeah, he looks like a Man of War cover. (laughs) Like it. Like there's no there's no like oh this doesn't make sense in my mind this is like I could definitely visualize this specific person playing this specific music not that I want to like fall into stereotypes but I'm sure people do think about no, stuff yeah, like that I, I, you're not the first person but I don't know if you realize Brandon's a very large man and uh, we get this sort of comparison or this sort of question a lot. Like because you're another band that has a intimidating lead singer, which one of them would win in a a fight to the death? You know, you, oh, get, yeah, you have to. It's like a seventh grade <laughs> lunch table, man. The people are like, oh right. man, if they, if they arm wrestled, I wonder who would win. I'm like, motherfucker, I don't give a shit. Is there any people that have been like straight up like intimidated by you? Like who've been like Pro- at a show, been scared probably. to like come up and probably. say, probably, I guess, I don't know, motherfucker. Like, I don't know, dude. It, <laughs> It's hard. It's hard for me to like step outside of myself and and evaluate. I can tell you. Well, I can, I'll tell you. Across. It's probably happened, but it's not because sure. of anything that Brandon's done. I go out of my way to be very nice to people, man. You can <laughs> tell he's a pretty, uh, pretty chill. Try dude. to try to keep it chill. <laughs> you don't want to be chill? We can get crazy. I don't give a fuck. But let's be chill. <laughs> All right. So yeah, let's... there have been a lot of fights at uh, Memphis hardcore shows lately because Brandon's pretty much at all of them and they're stopped immediately. <laughs> that, <laughs> to put it, to put it lightly. Yeah, dude. I don't know. Has has Memphis had oh, like through your guys' time in like Memphis, like heavy music and hardcore, have has has it been a relatively like violent area for like when there's heavy shows? I mean at times, but you know, not like just, I'm just saying I'm any more than the regular like the, then, what you would think a regular hardcore scene would be, or is it just like the normal I would say, shit? I would say no. I don't know, Paul. What do you think? 
I'm not. I'm not sure either. Uh, yeah, it's uh, there's there's been a lot of of altercations. I guess uh, I, I've played Memphis so many more times than anywhere else. Uh, I was in a band before this one uh, called Clinch Fist, and uh, there was a lot of uh, fights that would break out there. But uh, you know, I it was it's usually the same couple of folks. And uh, usually it's friends of ours and, <laughs> you know, they get diffused and, it, uh, you know, what, whatever. I, th- there's been spells where I've thought it would be really nice if I, we could just get through one set without having a goddamn fight. Because it's, it's cool, like, when there's fights initially, like, I guess, that you know, you're, you're the first few times it happens, you're like, holy shit, like, this is, <laughs> this is what it's all about. Hell yeah. But then you just get annoyed because you have to fucking stop and like everybody like it's 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 less about the fight and more about five hundred people trying to like fucking stop the fight and it and it's always over something stupid and I don't know yeah, yeah. it's uh, a, it's, that, it's a waste of fucking time oh well for <laughs> sure I, I just, <laughs> but, but but I'm not I'm not above this man like you know if, if somebody has it coming and they get beat up it's funny like but I mean I just in general I try to just limit the amount of bullshit that happens well it's just like yeah it's gonna happen though that's the thing like if you don't like that it happens then just go somewhere else because this is it's it's this is hardcore i don't it's know it's a stupid like, environment <laughs> yeah like you gotta know there's a lot of people doing a lot of dumb shit. yeah let's a lot of yeah. dumb people doing dumb yeah, shit like, and like we didn't what's gonna happen if I wanted to have some philosophical conversation about whether or not you should slam into some random person standing next to you this is not the avenue I would choose. You know what I mean? Like it's just, <laughs> right. it's just it, it, the band is what it is. The shows are what they are. Everybody be chill. Let's yeah, just go have fun. Honestly, I don't. <laughs> I literally don't give a shit. It's just it's funny because like people have different ideas of how different scenes run and operate. Like because like when I grew up in Seattle um, during the mid mid two thousands up until up into twenty ten, a lot of shows like ended in fucking fights, and we had. Yeah. Um, we had a, a lot of FSU up until like late 2009 and then 2010 came along and everybody just fucking disappeared. And, um, and like that whole like decade, no, nobody, like everybody was like all the touring bands would relate to Seattle as kind of like, uh, you know, a nonviolent place and a chill ass place. So pe- people just like, and people like think it's like, and people will relate that to being boring, which is stupid in my mind. Like it's like there's no fight that shows. That's good. That's not boring. Yeah, that's yeah. That's you so, can have a hard ass show without there being fights. Like you know. Yeah. Like I had friends in Florida, and they would like judge like because we on we our shows were quote unquote mild compared to you know like some dude. I remember I went to a show to meet said friend and. And there was this dude who was repeatedly just finding me during every band. He looked like the lead singer for Counting Crows. And he fucking just tried <laughs> in, a, in a fucking tank top and just kept on trying to kick me in the face because he found out I was from Washington and he thought I needed more action in my life. And I was like, yeah. you're, you're so fucking dumb. <laughs> yeah, that, dude, that guy needs to like get his priorities of human being <laughs> like together man that's really sad <laughs> like no yeah people are like oh dude that dude's from washington they need to he needs to see what a real hardcore show is like and i was like yeah. 
I was like, at that point, I was like, dude, I've been going to hardcore shows for like over a decade. So f- who, I don't give two shits what one scene is like because it's just like, they're, you know, it's you're a fucking good fucking band or you're not. That's it. Doesn't yeah, matter. Doesn't matter. Right. Like I said, when you're young and and it happens, and you're like, oh man, like I'm, you know, this is like we're on the edge. Like this is this is kind of like you know, I like this sort of the semi sort of danger thing. But after a while, it just gets old. You know, it doesn't take long for that shit to get old. But the worst fucking thing is to have to is people that want you to keep to let's pick the song back up where you had to stop playing. It's like, oh. God, like, just fucking spare me, man. Like, I just, ugh. Like, I, I hate, I, I, there's nothing worse than when a fight breaks out, just for my own selfish reasons. Like, I don't ever want to stop playing a song. I don't, it just, I'm just, I'm sick of it at this point. If you got shit you got to take care of, and take care of it, but just, kind of just be stirring some other band. The, <laughs> one, just... the one time I was ever, this ever happened was in my very first band, which is like, a melodic hardcore band and I don't look tough. Our band we didn't we don't do tough and we didn't do tough music and we had like sinking ships have heart style music and somebody did like uh fight and all I could say is why are you doing this? And I was just right, like yeah. what are you? I just like I didn't say stop. I was like what are you doing? Right. <laughs> I was yeah. like Stop that. <laughs> I I didn't say stop that, but I just like there were no words. <laughs> so I I didn't mean to get into a get into a whole thing about fighting and hardcore because it's really just I don't give a shit. And I know you guys don't really give a shit. So so let's go into uh let's go into the new music. So um you have a four song it's four songs, correct? Yeah, that's okay. right. Four song EP. I listened to it on the way. Um, everything sounds fucking heavy as shit. You guys have, like you said, you re recorded um, Blood on the Walls, and it's like, as much as I love the rap part and the for, in the original version, this new one is super fucking heavy. And you guys, uh, the recording quality is fucking great. Everything just it sounds beefed up and heavier. And just like, and that's just like on first listen because you guys just sent me it to listen to on the way here. Um, so it's I I fucking I fucking love it. I'm excited to listen um, to this because there's it. Like I think there's been a lot of heavy metalcore style style of music, but not like just fucking hard hardcore like this like there's not i don't think there's there is some really good like east coast bands and shit but i like i feel like it's been uh it's been like it's been like hit or miss and a lot of a lot of um shit has gone to what's all in these like new like pure noise record bands with all the panic chords and like doing a little bit of like um Botch versus botch versus mosh, in my opinion, which is fine. I do like bands like Sanction, and um, I uh, listen to the New Year of the Knife, and that's cool. But I love just like straight up like heavy hardcore. Yeah, I was gonna say one, one thing about that Blood in the Walls song. It's been quite a while since we like actually wrote the song and got it finished. Like just like Paul was saying earlier, we used it with Tom, 
But when he first brought it to the practice space and played it all the way through so we could start learning it, you know, it was like, wow, okay, that's a really good fucking song. The riffs are really good. The breakdown at the end is crazy. And uh, I really didn't want to lose it just to like the tape that we did with Tom. I mean, if we had to, so be it. But I'm glad that we were able to bring it back, keep it, and then I'll also get Patrick from Queensway to sing on it. You know, because to have him do a guest spot was going to be cool anyway. He already has a cool voice. He's going to, you're immediately going to know it's him when he comes on, which is always exciting. Like when you're listening to a guest spot on a track and uh, just for him to be able to do the part that he did in the middle and then also to be able to come back in and we kind of trade off before the breakdown. It was uh, like you said, it's really, really strong. So I'm glad, I'm glad that it made it onto the CP as well. It's yeah. It's just, there's, there's a little bit there's a little bit more to it. It's uh, everything sounds full. Like, like I said, I like the original stuff, but everything just sounds more full. And I mean, that's what you want when a band um, progresses and gets a bed, uh, more quality in their sound and just keeps making music. You want, you want shit to sound more full. And uh, like you said, the that's good. A quad track, the guitars. So it better, somebody better fucking notice. Cause that shit was a pain. <laughs> Shit. Man. in the singer yeah. and as much as i like i love the rhythmic vocals it's just like uh the singer from queensway just sounds so fucking mean so like oh, yeah. i like i like both versions but like like it's it's perfect for what you were doing in this specific ep because everything is just so heavy there's not it it would it'd still be cool to have the hip hop part, but like with like, I think it works for like the consistency sake for that, for, for what you're going for these, uh, four songs. And it's just like, so good. Like there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of heavy bands out there, but it, uh, but this, I, this specifically just like, it stood out to it. It, uh, stood out to me. I think it's like, honestly, since the, never get like this was the first one first heavy like harder thing i've listened to that that made me like get my head bobbing since the uh last uh never ending game lp oh wow okay cool yeah here's the thing with that with blood on the walls it was like we knew we were going to go back and do it like the you know the original with the you know all the original you know lyrics or whatever but uh, it, was, it just felt like we, we've got to, we still have to sort of up the stakes a little bit because we're going up against, you know, what was a pretty well-known and probably one of our most successful sort of, you know, like you said, you know us because of the thing with Tom Schemas. So we can't, so we have to kind of do something with this song to still make it seem worthwhile that we're, you know, re re-recording it. And Patrick was, uh, he really loved the original uh, uh, version. He's, you know, big into Memphis rap too. And uh, we're both fans of each other's bands. We've known him for quite a little while now. And uh, it just felt like uh, he's, he's got such a unique style. Like Brandon was saying, you know, it just, it just made it, it made a lot of sense. And uh, God damn, he, he really delivered. I would like, I'd like to know what his recording process is to be honest, because his track, it, it might have two or three of them on there. Like we heard him pretty raw when, when we sent him back and I was like, I wonder what the fuck he's doing, man. Cause it, whatever he's doing, it sounds incredible. Well, it's just, I think it's important to have that connection. Cause like, cause like you are known for the, you know, for 
the Tom Ski Mask stuff, but like having that Queensway connection, just like having other really good like connected connections through like other heavy hardcore bands that are pretty relevant um, right now is I think su- like super important because honestly, this um, like I said, this what I'm hearing right now matches up really well with some with my favorite like newer heavy hardcore bands out there so it so it's it's, sorry no go for it yeah i was just gonna say another good thing about patrick is like he does like a really low style you know he does a lot of different voices if you listen to like a queensway release especially on the real fair but um when he uses the really deep low voice, it's really savage, like it's crazy. But then on top of that, it has its own tone to it. So that was another thing that if he did the song, both of us have kind of deeper, uh, very aggressive voices that we use most of the time. So even with that, it would still have like some contrast to how I sing. Because to Paul's point, when you when you hear Patrick come on a song, man, like you you could not even know what you're listening to, and you would immediately be like, "Yo, is that Pat from Queensway? What the fuck is this?" You know what I mean? So. Absolutely. And besides the re-record, um, what's the, uh, what, what's a, what's a normal kind of, what's the normal lyrical content for, um, reserving dirt naps music, specifically, um, this new EP. Hmm, That's a good question on the, on the new EP. I think a lot of it's just about day-to-day stress or day-to-day anxieties that you have about life like in your personal life, but then also just life in general. If you try to pay attention to what's going on in the world before that you, before you lived here, you know, throughout history, what's going on currently, obviously things are very turbulent and very uncertain for a lot of people, you know, and uh, even for myself, some of the things that we all find ourselves stressed out by are not even things that we're directly experiencing. It could just be things that are happening elsewhere in your own city or across the country or the world, et cetera. So, you know, it's just all that compounding stress. But then even as dumb as fighting is, all the stupid shit we were talking about earlier, I mean, even like on a song like Under Siege, I kind of let the lyrics with that song be like more just dumb. Like, in, and I mean, like in a in like a more just like flesh kind of way, like, hey, you know, part of the song is about just whipping ass. And like it, <laughs> you could take that you could take that metaphorically, you know, like you're just whipping a situation's ass or an obstacle's ass or if you just have ever got caught up in it with somebody that's, you know, you felt those feelings and that adrenaline and all all that idiocy. So it's all tied up in there. I think that's also important just because like, um, I think if people haven't before, I think this year is like a huge year for if you haven't, um, been introspective or or like really delve into your own anxiety as a person and what's go and just what's going on world. And you even talked about just like even diving into, just our past as human beings and our past, present and future, like thinking, thinking uh, just true. I have those type of big thoughts all the time. And that stresses me the fuck out. And like, like it, and I'm sure like if when people like, it only happens when I'm given the time. And a lot of people have been given the time during due to world circumstances. So like, I mean, that type of thinking and anxiety and whatnot is like super, like it's relevant always, but so hyper relevant now. <laughs> relevant always is a good uh, segue into me saying that this record was named before all this shit happened. 
Oh yeah, this is incredibly ironic. And so we it just so happens that right now we're releasing a record called Another Disaster after like when we're in the middle of a pandemic blah, and president and blah blah blah, you know, everything else you want to tack on to it. Um you know, I in a <laughs> the world getting ultra fucked up right now kind of benefited us a little bit. But like but it ain't like shit's always fucking great anyway. Yeah. Now no. that we have an opportunity to sit around and, and think about it and look at it and hear what other people had to say, you know, you have all the, uh, the, you know, the George Floyd and the protests and all that stuff. And like, there's been a lot of like, really like historic shit that's going on. Like we're really like breaking, we're attempting to sort of break down and rebuild society on so many different levels or, or that's kind of the, that's the goal for a lot of people, I guess. And there's a lot of people that just want everything to stay the same. A lot of, a lot of our heroes on the front line to preserve the status quo, you know, (laughs) I hope you, I hope you saw that. I hope you heard the sarcasm in that statement. Yes. Right. No, absolutely. Yes. No, I, I, 100%. Yeah. It's it's been a very unnerving time to be alive. And, uh, it works out that Brandon always writes about really uncomfortable, like shitty, awful situations and things to be in. And uh, I think also, if you want to go back to that question that you asked about, like people, people being uh, upset or not upset, but like people thinking that maybe we're, we're weren't hard enough for our band name or or whatever that was. (laughs) That's not really like how we position ourselves. It's just a cool ass band name. And like, it's not like we, we, and we were writing about like tough stuff tough subject matter and all that yeah. and uh the saw the, the the music is, is it's hardcore music or whatever but like we don't position ourselves as like tough guys or anything like that so because as 2020 has proven the world's hard enough as it is you know you're just trying to trying to survive and uh you know ho- hopefully uh yeah go ahead no, i was gonna say like saying. No, 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 no. I was just gonna say on the on the lyrics, you know, like I I just try to avoid like like cartoonish, you know, levels of violence, you know, like where it's all like sucker, I'm gonna bust a gun in your face thirty eight times, fool, like you know, like just just crazy off the wall shit that like I, I don't I don't know for some reason I just don't feel compelled to write. Lyrics I like that. I you feel I, mean? I feel that first off, going back. I really, to- like I, I meant to say this earlier, like, and no disrespect to any rap rock collaboration that's ever occurred, including our own. But like, I really don't want to hear more motherfuckers rapping on heavy music at all. So, like, I, I just I don't I, I usually like my rap is rap, and I like all my crazy guitar based music as its own thing because because usually it just I don't know even when dudes. I don't know what their ethnic background are or whatever, but when they're on some heavy riffs and just hip it to dip it to hip it to dip it to you, like it just doesn't really do much for me. So I guess I would say I if you can, you know, do it if do it and do it interesting. I'm down for whatever. If it's not the if it's not just a repeat of and you know of anthrax bring the noise like uh <laughs> right. or, or anthrax public enemy that's hardcore in general though man I and mean, just a re that's... and just a rehash i'm 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 all for if you can do that's why i said specifically i like what you guys did because it was a 
like it was a Memphis style rapper, which is like hardcore hardcore kids love like the old like nineties Memphis rap anyway. Um Yeah, it's funny. So so like the, it was is honestly it was positioned perfectly. You'd think we would be a lot more popular then, but whatever. That's fine. Yeah. Maybe we should have got Suicide Boys to do oh. a cover <laughs> of us doing it. Fuck. But that's all me but what you were saying though, <laughs> that's that's a great like so, okay, to stop to, to that, be a hardcore band like you're you're redoing and you're having to figure out a way to redo something that has been done a million times since the yeah time. for real, dude. It's all been it's done. So, like, <laughs> so if you can do, if you can if you can redo hardcore still to this day, you can still figure out a way to get a rapper onto your shit. You can figure out how to do anything with music. I think it was Steve Albini that said when he was posed with a question about like, uh, is does the guitar limit you? And he's like, I, you know, th- it's it's. I don't remember exactly what he said, but it was like you've got hex amount of frets and however many strings, and you've got a an infinite amount of ways to play it. So like, if you think that the guitar is limiting you, then it's like there's a problem with your ability to be creative, and that's kind of. That stuck with me. I I don't know. I heard that at least ten years ago, but I know that he was not talking at all about making music like what we like to make or what I like to make or have always made. But that's kind of what I use as inspiration. Like if you if you think that you have to start changing the way you approach stuff in a drastic way because you feel like you like hardcore is like the, the like the parameters are letting you down. Like then you're a fucking jackass that like doesn't need to be doing hardcore in the first place. Cause like there's still going to be for another 20, 30, however many years, there's going to be different ways to do this. That will be fresh and that will, yeah. you know, resonate with kids and you just have to work at it. I mean, I, it's like going back to the nineties for me making, you know, this shit and uh, you know, as long as I can do it, I'm going to keep doing it, you know? Talking back to the to the Suicide Boys comment, like if we're really talking on that shit, then yeah, just just keep. I'm not I'm not on some Finn McKenty punk rock NBA. This is the that's this is going to be the future of of rock and roll. Um, you really wanted to talk about that, what didn't you? I said all that shit. You really wanted to talk about that. Let's go. Come on, let's hear it. I did like if we, if we like he mentioned because I was not going to go there, and then he mentioned it, and I was like, if we want to talk about that and in keeping shit separate, then I back you a hundred percent. I don't uh, want to. Really, keep- yeah, re- really, what I was saying is, is that if we wanted the song to be popular, we would need to get them to cover it. And then release it, and then maybe people would know like what it is. But dude, I mean? I'm so not. I'm just all. not about it. I'm not. They shouldn't. It, none of that should happen. No, none of it should comment. happen. <laughs> well, it's just yeah, like, please. um, Finn, Finn and Punk Rock NBA used to uh, frequent with my old host on this show, and um, he just preaches over and over that that stuff is the future of all rock music on every video. And I can't, and I'm just like, it's probably true. It is probably true, but I just don't want to hear it over and over again. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I listen to a lot of modern, I don't even listen to a lot of modern music that I don't necessarily like. And I hear some new stuff that I love, you know, even new rap that I, I oh, don't. Oh yeah. It's, I'm it's not a, saying unusual. You know what I mean? So I, I like stuff that's new, that is different that I don't understand. And I also like 
just the things that are almost kind of like uh, tributes in a sense. I don't know. But then I guess kind of the best thing about this whole conversation is why the thing with, that we did with Tom was cool is that we got like really by accident, it just happened. I mean, we, we ended up with like a genuine thing, like a, an original dude, like somebody that's not pretending to be somebody else, you know? On it's, uh, and I mean, not even like, it's it'd be like if you somehow went back to New York City and and got like a, a first wave original person to to come on and do something with you. It's it's pretty cool. I, and honestly, I didn't even know if it would be good. I didn't know what I would think about it until it was done. And then I was like, holy shit, this is really good. But I, there was always a possibility that it could have been like when you were talking about people might be let down by something. Who knows? You might hear like, oh, rap rock co- collaboration. That's going to be amazing. And then you hear it, and it's just like, eh. That's maybe they should have just done a regular song, but this this you know surpassed all the expectations. Yeah, I'm not, and you know what? It's sometimes if when anything gets oversaturated, it's not good. But like you, you guys, like you, it was a natural co- collaboration, and it just uh, it didn't come out like trying too hard. Um, yeah, because it's funny I, to me that you said that was the first thing you heard from us. Because I think if I think when we started the band. If someone told me, hey, at one point, the way that someone's first going to find out about you is through a is through a rap collaboration, I would be like, man, fuck that shit, dude. Are you so- serious? What the Sorry, fuck? man. Like, no, no, I no, no, mean, no. We I'm, can I'm cancel. Not, okay. All right. Turning the interview just, off. We're done. Sorry, <laughs> man. We out. No, it's just it's just funny what happens, man. I never I never could have uh, anticipated it. That's it's just a weird you know weird thing that happens to you as you go through life. Well, and like I think you talked about like original, just like original content. Um, I was, I was, uh, perusing another, um, group of people that were reviewing your, your music. And it made me, it made me think about it. Like, just like with just like rap rock, there is a, there's a huge difference between anthrax and public enemy, uh, bring the noise and which was felt like a really good natural collaboration and vanilla ice's new metal, uh LP. <laughs> There's a huge I about that. where where that where where that is when when you're trying too hard in any genre, whether it's that or heavy music, um it's not good. And uh to go back on the you talked about like the really just goofy cartoony lyrics. Um I was thinking about that because the last like I stopped doing music altogether because of of that um i st- i took i did music for like 10 plus years and uh my last project they were trying to r- like write lyrics for me to sing and they were all um based off they wanted me to d- wanted to do like kickback times 100 and they wanted to do they that's what they said they said kickback times 100 in school shooter style lyrics Okay. They told me they told me they wanted me to write and sing school shooter lyrics. I was like, so they want they wanted you to be like an anal cunt. (laughs) They want me to be a real piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. So so I was like, so that literally though. Not only do I not like that was it was one stuff like that is the reason I stopped. I stopped doing music for for a very long time. So I completely agree with you on that. I just like. That shit, like, why do you want to do that shit at all? Like, I guess there are people like 
I mean, like some fucking four chan hardcore out yeah. there. <laughs> I mean, back to Paul. Back back to Paul's point earlier, though. I mean, you know, sometimes like if I watch fucking Bloodsport, that's sh- that shit is the dumbest movie of all time. But like, it's still like entertaining to me in some way. True. So I do love you know, like I, I I listen to plenty of really really dumb music under high examination. I'm sure most of my lyrics will probably be pretty fucking stupid out of context, but. You know, some some of it's completely made up and farce, and some of it's just you know, uh, you trying to say like you know, Paul's like all the songs have already been written. It's like man, trying to write some lyrics where that you know somebody hasn't already said it a certain way. I mean, uh, you know, I don't know, man. It's I don't know why some things are okay and some things aren't depending on the you know the absurdity of what they're saying, I guess, but. Certain certain things, I guess, like when people are talking about shooting people or like busting back at the ops or something like that in a song, I'm like, man, I don't know these people. Maybe they're killers. I have no idea. I'll reserve judgment. Whatever, you know. It's just that's not what we're about. <laughs> reserving judgment and reserving dirt naps. Yeah, reserving dirt naps on the, on those reservations, um, dude. That's all. I that's all the questions I got for for this. Uh, for this little interview. So what, what would you guys like to say in, uh, in closing any last, uh, things? Tell us, all, you know, give us all the deets on the record and, uh, and whatnot. As far as, uh, we'll put it this way. First off, yeah, when, when is this, when is this airing this week? Like, like this'll be as in like two days from this, from this very moment. Word up. So, all right, so somebody's going to be listening to this. It's August 19th. The EP drops on the 21st. You could pre-order the record now or when you hear this Wednesday. Uh, War Records, war-rec.com. Trying to think. It's going to be on Spotify. Uh, Andrew has graciously done a couple long sleeves. I don't know if the red and yellow with the spider in the web, I don't know if it's sold out already or if he's doing the other one with the teal and the purple, but he's got a couple colorways. There's some exclusive stuff. What am I missing, Paul? I'm going to guess that, that you could probably get either colorway still. Uh, yeah, you can definitely the vinyls and the shirts, probably. Uh, uh, no, I think that's it. You can order it from Rev HQ if you like to uh, do your business with uh, Rev. Uh, you can pre-order our shit there. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at are dirt naps 901 or you can just search for reserving dirt naps and you're going to come up with us you can find us easily on instagram at reserving dirt naps facebook it really if you just put our name into google yeah. it'll probably just come up with everything you need right there because there's nothing in the world that is ever that's that was a big yeah. thing with the name too is like you're never going to get like a, like a competing, like reserving dirt naps entity of like, it's never going to happen. So we, we own that, that space. We don't even, we don't even have to like buy reserving dirt naps.com. I mean, I guess we should, but like no one's ever going to want it. So. <laughs> I mean, I want it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I guess you think about me. You think about like our world domination, grab, you know, like grabbing that. Shit? I'm gonna be what's holding that like hostage. <laughs> I'm gonna be holding it this hostage. COVID's gone, and we tour Europe and Japan, the West Coast and the mm-hmm. Northwest, and Mexico, and you know, I mean, we might want to have that 
the domain name in our back pocket, I guess. Yeah, you're gonna have to pay me to get that shit back. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess the other yeah. thing we we just gave a few thing. hundred people a, a good idea. <laughs> yeah, main thing is uh, if you're hearing this Wednesday, go check out another disaster. The EP that drops Friday. Don't be a piece of shit. Wear a mask so we can get through this fucking pandemic and start like going to play shows or just being able to be like yeah, a human. Very important. I know Paul will God. appreciate my mask mandate. So very important. Yeah, I'm I'm dying here, not not playing shows and not getting out and touring. Like, let's all just fucking stay inside and wear masks if we got to go out. I, I'm gonna lose my goddamn mind. I'm glad we got. To we already point. had we had to cancel a tour in April. We announced a tour and then like five days later had to cancel it because all the goddamn dates had you know were. Like ha- at least half of them were were canceled within the next you know five or six days, and the the rest of them were coming. So you know it's it sucked. That was going to be fun, and we were already actually supposed to have gone to the West Coast by now. Like by the time this record came out, we could have already have toured over the whole damn country practically. And anyway, wear a fucking mask so we can. Tour again, please. For the love so, yeah, of this, God. this didn't come. This didn't come up earlier, but this is important. So it's just like one of those things where wear a mask so we can play shows. So we need to wear masks as well. And then it's like everyone's like, "Oh, the record sounds good." It's like, yeah, it sounds good. Record recorded music is cool, man. But like, fuck, listening to this music on a on a little speaker. I want to play a live show with some power. You know what I mean? So. Uh, you know, I can only deal with listening to this stuff on these little last speakers in my house for so long. I want to, I want to go play live shows with live cabinets. Yeah, I think I talked with big, that with big Stan. loud PA's. Yeah, I talked that a little bit with Stan um, on the episode a yeah. few weeks ago. Just like how it sucks that they made such a fucking good ass record and. <laughs> they, oh fuck that they made a good ass record and everybody loves that goddamn record but it's, man, what yeah. man. But it's still <laughs> no i said it sucks that they made a good ass record that nobody can go see live yet like yeah i want to see i that mean yes live. that that's true but like it's not they're 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 doing so well i'm so proud of them that record is fucking that's not even like my lane of shit but like they they're in like a world where they're Master of that particular domain, they're a vibe, as I like to say. Dude, like, I, they're, if, they're, it, they've, if that shit has an HM2 on it and Paul fucks with it, that's crazy. Like, just think about that person, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got, I, I, yeah, I got past that even. Like, you can tell, like, yeah, they're, they're good. Terminal Nation, check them out. No, yeah. for real, you, you're you're the same people that say hard F's up in Seattle. The HM2 is like a hard F for, for Paul. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not, it's not, HM2 is not my thing. Yeah, you turn to HM2 on Paul's walking to get a beer, man. Like, it's fucking <laughs> over with. Like, <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> but, dude, no, there's, there's not much else you can really say because it's just so fucking good. It's just sad with, like, good music. Like, you, like I generally, like, I can usually tell that I'm going to fucking love um, something after after like one listen and i fucking loved um the ep i can't wait i'm gonna listen to it again on the way home and oh thanks fucking it's fucking great it just is is fucking sad as shit he's like you the i think for people who like your music the feeling's fucking mutual like if you really liked something like and you know the band is dying to pay to to play this shit 
the 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 fucking fans, friends, listeners are dying to fucking hear it, see this shit. For sure, man. Because right. I mean, yeah. I, you know, I don't know. We're all cooped up in the damn house. We're you definitely know, for the most part get out when you can. But. Definitely in this. I'd like together. to say this too. Our tour that we canceled in April was with a band from Pittsburgh called Unreal City. Uh, Joe from Eternal Sleep sings for that band, and uh, their record, their full length on uh, Closed Casket Activities, comes out the same day as ours. So I can't mandate this by law, but I would appreciate <laughs> if you pre-ordered our record, then get theirs, and vice versa. It's going to make the record, the the Unreal City record. I've heard it. I've I've actually. I don't know. I whatever. It's coming out in a few days. I've That's had good. it for like over a year, and I have listened. I don't. I, I don't know. It's 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 not often that something new really like sticks with me. It is such a good fucking. Oh, that's what it was when I was listening to your show with uh, Stan on it. You played the new Unreal City single at the time. Yeah. Okay. And that's what I was like, oh, shit, like, I'm going to hear some cool shit. This dude's fucking got his ear to the ground. He knows what he's talking about. Yeah. But, yeah, it's if you like what they've put out, you know, that, that record is so, so good. Have you heard the full record or just that song? I've just heard the song. I've heard I've heard that and then what they've played on uh, Axe to Grind. Uh, that's basically that's basically it. Okay. So, yeah, you'll like the record a yeah. lot. Everybody listening to this will like the record. It's, it's fantastic. It's a August twenty first is, is actually it's a really big day. Buried Alive has a record coming out. These Streets from uh, California somewhere has a record coming out. It's a, it's, a, it's quite a big day. Also, also, um, just to those who are listening to this on tape dropping right up everybody's alley. Numerable form. Shout out to DFJ. <laughs> Also, for those who are listening to this on podcast, um, if you haven't heard any of this music or haven't heard listened to Reserving Dirt Naps, like like if it's past the weekend and you haven't listened to it at this point, then you had a really boring weekend, and you should just like, <laughs> um, yeah, man, put that shit on, get get revved up, man. Even if you're straight edge, we don't give a shit. Just have while out in your house. <laughs> straight edge people could while out, kind of. I, I used to be straight edge, man. You can while out when you're straight edge. Yeah, you can, well, I don't you think we have drunk. any drug songs, so yeah, no, all yeah. people are welcome. Yeah, everybody's welcome there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're not like Murphy's Law or anything. Like you know, we yeah. don't we don't talk about yeah, straight edge people. Pretend you <laughs> like drugs. You need to pretend you like drugs and listen to weed songs. Uh, and also, yeah, get that uh, Terminal Nation record. It's so good that even if you don't care for HM2s, you'll still like it. Dude, he yeah. has... Dude, Stan on this record has some seriously, like, quotable lyrics, too, for this shit. Like, shit like... Oh, yeah. Like, the mosh parts. Like, he'll say so- something, and I'll... Like, I loved his stuff before, but the stuff now, it's just like... it, Like, it's relevant and comes in so loud and clear with the lyrics, like, being like, fuck, like... I feel this line specifically. Fuck, man. It's, Dude, it's, when, when he said that you cannot save a world that refuses to be saved. Like when he said that before the breakdown, which I think is in that Holocene extinction track, 
just the way he says it in his voice, man, it's it's so ridiculous. And then also, the system um, is not broken. This is the way it was always meant to be, or something yeah. like that. Oh my! Also, God. also the uh, the TikTok <laughs> thing. It's almost ridiculous. This is this is something that I would never think oh. to do. But yeah, that you're like a clock keeps ticking. Like when he's doing that shit. It's a. It really made me think. Like it was a true napalm death moment, man. Because Barney does some goofy ass shit like that, but somehow makes it really hard. So, yeah. Stan, also, I don't know what song this was on, but I, have you heard? You know, when Stan does that maniacal laugh that he'll put in over the heavy parts. Yeah, it's so sick, man. <laughs> also, the part where he says, "You wouldn't know oppression if it nailed you to the fucking cross." And <laughs> Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> I was like, honestly, can I like somebody? I I need this. Somebody needs to just say that to to a really just like stuck up Christian. <laughs> yeah, you probably right, and that's how you, you that, that's how you go balls out without being like corny. I guess like there's been, you, you talked about kind of a, a you know certain I guess styles or whatever that are that are sort of like almost like a caricature of themselves, I guess, maybe. And they're not, they're not really hitting the, the vein that you're wanting them to hit. Like there might be like really, really heavy or whatever, but it's sort of off to the left, like maybe a little cartoonish or something, but then you find something that really hits you like right in the heart. And that's kind of, that's what, that's where like I see the mutual respect between us and them. For the, Terminal Nation, we played with Terminal Nation a lot for like the last, I guess, ever since when did they form? We, we, I think we really kind of started putting music out right at about the same time when they're from Little Rock. So we played with them a bunch. I don't know if you knew that or not. No, I, I know you guys like had there was some sort of connection between you. I, I met Stan when I was in my old band, uh, like four years ago, and then they came out to play a show in California, and so we met through that, and then. Um, just I followed. They got a lot of shit done when they went up. They got signed to fucking Deep Six. They met you. Like they they got a lot of shit done when they went out to California. That yeah, that was like. And at that time, we were like very like acquaintance friends because there was like at that time when I went, there was another band um, that I was like specifically like talking to and like 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 I got I got like interviews with all the other bands while I was like playing a show for myself and like I didn't then, but like Stan was the only person like that. I stay like from that, like little trip, I stayed friends with that for like the last four or five years, which is like really fucking cool. Cause he's just like, like there's a lot of people who are, who, you know, and it's okay if they get busy, come and go. But, uh, Stan has always just been like that person and always been like a super consistent person. And like, I'm not surprised that uh, they put out such a good fucking record. So that's a that's probably it. Um, anything anything else before we get to some fucking music? Oh, probably not. I guess we've probably talked about everybody else's band enough at this point. <laughs> what uh, what song are you gonna play? We'll uh, we're gonna play. Um, what song are we gonna play? We played. We're gonna play "Blood on the Walls." I was gonna say, are you gonna play one of our songs? Or are you gonna play? Yeah, we're gonna else? play two. So we're gonna play some brand new music, worldwide exclusive. Wait, let me get that. Let me get that shit real quick. Worldwide exclusive. 
shit from reserving dirt naps this is the fourth track off of uh the another da- another disaster lp we it's going to be out on august 21st on war records and yeah it's gonna be sick and we're gonna play the flood right the floods floods, the floods. Yeah, yeah. floods yes i was thinking of i was thinking of halo for a second um <laughs> but anyways we're gonna play that shit And we'll be right back. You're listening to Dead Air, two hours of hardcore radio.
Well, here goes. Flower Chains Collective. I felt like I was watching a dream I'd never wake up from. DIY clothing you can't get anywhere else. Now you have something to look forward to after you die. Information at flowerchains.us.
up, motherfucker, this is Bear Bear Mashup, telling you to check out the brand new Bear Bear website now. Go to BearBearHeartRadio.com for all podcasted shows as well as new reviews and content you can't get anywhere else. Go now or feel the wrath of my cold, hard, robotic legs been kicking you straight in the face.
All right, we're back to end the show. Shout out to Reserving Dirt Naps. Check out their new record. Um, if you're listening to this live or on a podcast, uh, listen listen to the new record, Another Disaster. It drops on the 21st of August on War Records. Um, if you haven't listened to it, just go and fucking listen to it. What the fuck else can I say? It's heavy. It's four songs. I think they pack it with the sound that they have. They packaged it in the right way. It's a good fucking listen. Um, buy some fucking merch from the band. I think I'll, it's hot as fuck right now. So that's another reason I'm like, haven't been on my shit and really like all looking at music. Cause Washington had its like hottest day. Uh, or have has had its hottest days over the last few days and with fucking lakes like just overrun some closed down and not always having options to go to somebody's pool i've just been uh i've just been frying out here i'm currently frying in the studio so i want to get the hell out of here um not that i don't like doing this fucking show but check out reserving dirt naps another disaster um, we started off the set with music from Brainwave. They uh, from Wellington, New Zealand, on Elimination Records. They have an EP titled "The Cl- uh, The Decline." It's uh, just straight up some crossover. They call themselves metalcore and punk, and that could be just some. It's an an interesting way to put it. I know, I know, like. It's a weird way of just like, I I get it. Like if you have metal or crossover, sometimes that people call it metalcore. People call it have it, there's that um, sect of people that call Chromags metalcore. So and it just doesn't compute in my mind. You do what you want. We're not we're not perfect, or I'm not perfect at perfectly categorizing bands. And sometimes there's so many it. Like it really hits me way later um, that, oh, that's what this band sounds like. So if you have been listening to this band longer than me and you have better ideas of like, hey, this is what this band fucking sounds like, please do show me. Sometimes I listen to a a lot of music and I'll think like it sounds like this and then I'll completely change it later when I listen to the full record. Um, after that, we have uh, music from Shit Eating Grin, a band out of Colorado Springs. Um, this was released at the beginning of the month. Um, straight up, just heavy beat down um, with a just a single titled Show Your Reality, Show You Reality. And uh, it's got that classic um, cringy ass, um, like evil looking SpongeBob with like a chain and a bandana. <laughs> Yeah, so not much else you can say about that. After that, we have uh, new music from Nine Re- Ninth Realm um, from Maryland. Some more um, crossover with some really evil sounding vocals. We played All Hail Treachery, um, and we played Show You Reality by Shit Eating Grin. I don't. I sometimes uh, just want to reiterate that just in case I didn't say it. After that, uh, we play. We actually ended it with uh, music from Embitter um, from Warsaw, Poland, and uh, another just 
evil kind of death metal-y um, blackened uh, they call themselves blackened metalcore and I can definitely see that that's a lot of definitely a uh, European style of metalcore uh, that they're playing with one one three four um, and that's pretty much it how much let, let me look at the timer man all right we're running out of time we're gonna end it with some uh, music from Terminal Nation um, if you haven't listened to all of we we talked about it so much. I I knew we needed to play it on twenty bucks spin. Holocene Extinction is out, and they've been getting such good reviews. It's a fucking it's so fucking good, and I'm excited to see. I mean, maybe Stan's gonna be too much of a rock star to talk to us anymore, but um, I'm so fucking proud of this band and to know these uh, to know Stan and see this journey of this band, and it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be. Um, get even bigger when we're able to go um to go out and attend shows and i'll be excited to see them when they hit the pacific northwest so that's it for the show um we'll see you next week if you have once again if you have uh any submissions dead air um at um dead air at gmail.com